Everybody, it's Tuesday, September 29th, 2020, and you're listening to episode 86 of the Can I See Something podcast. I am Damien, and with me is Dave and Carrie. And this week we have Name That Tune number two, Carrie Stomped a Mud Hole in Dion's Butt last time. Let's find out what happens this week, shall we? No. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so, buzzing with your name, blah, 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 blah. We got 10 seconds, blah, blah, blah. Here we go. Song one. Not conform to your rules Game no two. longer. Yeah. Game two, song one. Here we go. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. La, la, la. La, 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 la. Dion. Yep. Higher. No. Carrie. Fuck. Carrie. Carrie. Arms wide open. Arms wide open. Yep. One to zero. Carrie. Number two. You wouldn't go to find. I do it immediately. (laughs) You just buzzed faster than me. So this is a. Let me see. Give you a couple hints for this one. This is late nineties. Okay, all right. Late nineties, <laughs> one hit wonder. La 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 Dion. Yep. Uh Steal My Sunshine. Steal My Sunshine by Len. A lot of late nineties friends in here. I tried to do all late nineties, but I think I got I got one mid nineties and one early nineties. La 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 This is all this one is also late 90s. Not one hit wonder. Possibly. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> After you figure it out. I mean, there's there should be numbers behind that. Right. Sure. <clears throat> oh, boy. This is a tough one. I didn't really, I forgot how it started. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <clears throat> la, la. La, la, la. La, La 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 yeah peaches no you keep saying it's like your third time guessing peaches I would I would be remiss if I did not say peaches one of the biggest hits of the late nineties ninety nine two thousand heard this everywhere all the time I'll start back with the with the chorus it's a lead up to the chorus la. La 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 la
la la la la la la la la la la la la la la la la la Dion. Yeah. Not right. Say it again. Peaches. Carry any guesses? No. The band is made up of three people, three singers. Um, I don't believe they play any instruments. So it's uh, it's uh, you might call them a boy, a boy band, I guess, but there's only three of them. Do it again, sing it again, hum again. Uh, okay, I got you, I got you. La 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 Yes. Oh, you! Yes. Right. I, I just right. got it in my head. Oh man! <laughs> you suck. I was gonna say Hanson does play instruments, don't they? <coughs> do they? Yes, they do. I, yeah. Okay. That's well, why they were that's so why, great. That's why I was about to say I it wasn't it, and I was about what to say they play again, but then I said they play? Mm, dead. Was that a total I can, guess? I no, because I wanted to say I it, but then I thought Hanson was like, just say your stupid answer so I can ring in. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Woo! I got her, boys. I got her. Got him. Uh, so that is, what is well, it? The alarm didn't wake them up. The smoke alarm. I just screamed and woke them all up. <laughs> and it's all it's your two fault. To one, two to one, Dion. Worth it. <clears throat> this is the beginning. La la la. La 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 la. Carrie. La 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 la. Yeah. Carrie. Yeah. I heard, I heard Carrie. Semi-charm kind of like, or semi-charm life. Semi-charm life. Yep. Indeed. Semi-charm kind of life. Two to one. Two What'd to two. Title. I got it right. You stuttered. You stuttered. <laughs> All right. Number Goddamn five. Goddamn cheater. Late 90s. Hip hopper. I'm not sure humming the the lyrics of the rap would have give you the clue. Here's the chorus. La 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 Oh shit. Dion. Uh that boy? Nope. Oh man. One of those Kay. one of those words yes, go ahead. That thing? There's two more words to it. Fuck. Dion. Yeah. That thing you do? No. Fuck. Um let, that thing is correct. There are two words before that thing. It's a style of music. From the 60s, I believe. Doo-wop that thing. Doo-wop that thing. Should have buzzed in, but I'll give it to you. Dion. I uh, thought it was still my turn. Doo-wop that thing. Uh, <laughs> no, she got it. Three to two, carry. Uh, so number fun. six. I find it funny. You're changing the rules. I just thought it was still my turn. <laughs> sure, sure. Because I got it. He just needed more. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and then, then uh, I, I answered. My turn. This is you answer. Moving on. Moving on. Number six. <clears throat> Here's the chorus. La la la, 
la 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 Nothing? Nothing. Nothing, okay. Uh, this song is from, let's say, 1995. From a band, they play they play all the instruments, except for the singer. The singer does not play an instrument. I'll, I'll uh, sing it again and give you the gender of the singer. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. La 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 Any guesses? Sounds familiar. It is a uh hmm I was say rock band, but the other the other genres they are probably give it away. Um, so it's a rock band with another genre that, the, that isn't that they're known for. The lead singer is a female. So it is a Dion. female. Yeah. I'm just a girl. Just a girl. No doubt. Ah! Three, two, three. Number seven. Uh, it's possible I did this one already, but I, I checked them all. I'm pretty sure you haven't done. But here we go. <clears throat> did you know that one? I knew it was no doubt, but I didn't know which song it was. La 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 in my own house. <laughs> if Dion gets this next one, he will win. Unless Carrie gets it. Then we go to number nine. It's a song from 95, 96, I want to say. Very long intro. Guitar intro. La, 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 la. What? Really? What? <laughs> go ahead. Take, shoot your shot. Shoot your shot, Sean. Uh, uh, shoot it. Hold on. Other side, other side. Well, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. No. Yeah. No. 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 Here we go. Let me go <laughs> scroll back a little bit. Okay. Nice try, though. Thanks. La 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 I didn't even get a shot after you guessed. Fine, go ahead. Wonderwall. Wonderwall. Tied up. All tied up. Going into the ninth song here. Who will get it? Very recognizable song. Stop wasting time and guessing when you don't know it. We said at the same time. Very recognizable song. Have your your buzzards ready. Hear that, Carrie? You got to buzz in. La, 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 la. La 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 la
Under the bridge. Dion <laughs> takes it. Last song. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just oh, yeah. feel like you should be penalized for wasting oh, time by yeah. guessing constantly. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Yeah! <laughs> it's fine. So it's tied up. One to one. Best of five. So, Carrie can still come back. Okay, all right. <laughs> I regret giving you the power of the drops already. <laughs> At least this one was close. I stomped you last week. You know why yeah. it was close? Because I let you have Wonderwall out of the it kindness of the my heart. It was close the whole time. Every single round was close. This Every- would have been over if I didn't have a slip of the tongue and said higher <laughs> instead of arms yeah, wide Yeah, and you also completely guessed at Umbop. And it wasn't a complete guess. I buzzed in thinking it was Mbop, but then I was like, they play instruments, so that couldn't be them. And then I thought you were just going to mount me if I said peaches again. <laughs> Such a good answer. So I said Mbop, and I went with my original answer. And that's what happened. I won. Indeed, you did win. Very good. Thank you. Uh, moving on. The Emmys were last Sunday. Sure they were. Uh, sure they were, yes. Um, so Watchmen... Won a, uh, won a bunch of the awards. My favorite, one of my favorite TV shows, also won for best drama series, Succession. Um, yeah, very interesting lineup here. Um, Ozarks did not win anything. I don't believe did they? Dion? Uh, no, no, I, I don't think I okay. heard that they did. Right, actually, uh, best supporting actress. Like they did. Huh? It's 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 kind of hard to win something when. Shit's Creek just took everything. Right. Oh, no. Yeah, she got supporting actress. Is that what you said? Uh, Yeah. Best supporting actress went to Julia Garner. Uh, I'm trying to see who she played in the Ozark. Uh, let's see. Ruth Langmore. Oh, yeah. Okay. Did they ring a bell? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Curly haired Southern girl. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. She's uh, she's she's quite the character. She's gonna be in that uh, superhero show, the uh, the um, the f- oh, the weird ones. What is it called? It's got Arya Stark in it too. Oh, uh, the 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 New Mutants. Yeah, New Mutants. Yeah, she's, I think she's in that. Yeah, Anya, Anya Taylor Joy is also in that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So, Outstanding Limited Series went to The Watchmen, like I thought it would. Um, outstanding Drama Series, like I said, went to Succession. But yeah, like you said, a whole bunch of uh, bunch of awards went to um, Schitt's Creek. They always, they always, yep. uh, Academy always likes to award TV shows that are in the last season. I think a bunch of awards went to The Office and Parks and Rec when they were in the last season as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Regina King won for Watchmen for the best uh, lead, uh, standing, outstanding lead actress in a limited series. So, yeah, it's good. She was, she was a good role, very good role. Uh, so let's get to the biggest segment of the night. What we been watching? Wow, Dion, tell us about the love sausage. What does the love sausage mean to you? <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah. Uh, I know I, we got people on here that hasn't watched that episode yet. Attention. Oh. Spoilers incoming. <laughs> in three. I see dead people. 
two. Oh, what's in the box? What's in the oh, box? Oh, yeah. So, uh, Love Sausage. Uh, great show, The Boys. Yes. So, uh, you've watched this, right? Yes, I have. I see, I'm all, all, I'm right. all caught up. So they they find this facility that's full of uh okay, you wanna listen to this. Okay, 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 you're gonna wanna listen to this. They find this facility. Uh they're creating new super villains? Not really. They're actually testing because they want to put the uh the injection into humans or adult adult people. And they're showing all the people with their powers, and they got people that can like crush things with their minds. You got people that uh can uh I don't know, do all kinds of play with the lights or stuff. But this one dude has a monstrous dong. That was the side effect of uh, his superhero injection. Yeah. So his name in the credits was actually Love Sausage. (laughs) 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 And shit goes down. And did did you notice that, um, I mean, obviously you know the part where uh, the tentacle – at the time, assumed was a tentacle busted through yeah, the door. Yes, yes, yes. And it was strangling the. Uh, uh, Mar- his, I think his name's like Marvin. Yeah, Mother's Milk's name is Marvin. Yes, but anyways, he's strangling him. But on the on the the, the cameras that are like watching all the the cells, you can see it slither across the floor and grab yep. somebody's ankle and yank them yep. down. And you're looking at it, you're like, oh, wow, that's just a tentacle. And then when it came through the, the door, you're like, oh, wow, that's just a tentacle. No, no, nope. no, it wasn't just a tentacle. Because <laughs> they, what they do, electrocute him? Or they chop his, what they do? I forget how they did it. But anyways. I don't know. They, uh, they couldn't see the guy. They did a move. And then they opened the door. And they saw the dude was down, like, out cold. And his dong yeah. was slowly retracting back into his pants. And yeah. then uh, Marvin was like, was that his penis? He's like, <laughs> <laughs> and Frenchie was like, he was like, I won't tell anyone. <laughs> no, he was like, uh, he was like, come on, you've had worse or something. Like <laughs> yeah. that. And then when they were talking to, uh, they called up butcher and, uh, MM was talking to butcher. Frenchie's like, tell him about, tell him about the dick. Tell him yep. about the penis. <laughs> <laughs> Easily the best scene that I've watched. Yes. In, yes. That, in that show. Oh, man. Okay, you know what the boys are? Superheroes. Like uh rated R version of superheroes. Yeah. Okay. We, uh, we've talked about it before. My second favorite scene. What did you think of the little sausage? Then, my second favorite scene in the new episode was when uh, Homelander and Stormfront are making out and they catch the robber. And they're like, what are we going to do with him? Oh. Stormfront's just like jacking him off and he's like they're kissing and he's in homelander's got his his hand on the guy's face and just slowly crushing his head against the wall jesus and when he releases he's just like yeah yep. and they're like Jeez. kissing and like blood all over their mouth so gnarly yep. it is fucking gnarly i think they're part vampire i don't think that'd be enjoyable they're still humans i guess i don't know right um, oh, so, i thought yeah, that was a great so, episode that was a great episode fantastic episode so one thing they pointed out on reddit which i didn't realize was they made a point of uh pointing out that um starlight's power comes from electricity she has to have some electricity around her for her powers to work and it's interesting that um stormfronts one of her main powers is using electricity so it'll be interesting Mm. to see if they square off if stormfront if stormfront electricity is negated by by starlight's uh absorption powers 
So right, you got like yeah, a little right. reversal there, and just gonna be a little like, reversal. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah like sticking yeah. your finger in an electrical outlet. Yeah, toast. Yeah. yeah, I was I was glad they said that too because there was a part in it where they they jacked the car from the guy, and that yep. it it seemed to escalate, uh, rather too conveniently, and it's kind of like guy, like why this is kind of like lazy writing, but then that's when you found out that she couldn't just because the goal wasn't to actually take the car and go to the hospital. They needed to have an electrical source so she could cauterize his wound, but she yeah. couldn't do that and stay undercover with the guy not complying with like letting them to take the car. So that made sense that, uh, yeah. how that turned out actually had to happen like that. So yes, I was exactly. glad that happened. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so okay, wait, 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 <laughs> yeah. can I just say one more thing about it? You, sure. This is another thing where it's just like, you don't know, I'm finding it more and more like things like the Ozarks and, and you got the breaking bad before that. Like, and, and you know, Homelander's a shitty dude, but he had a shitty upbringing and it's like, you, you, you feel sympathetic, but then something happens and you're like, he's still a douchebag. But even the good people are, are, are kind of douchebags. Like Butcher, obviously he's a huge douchebag, but they all have their like moral code. But it's like you start sympathizing with these people. But like when, when they jacked the car, that was kind of like obviously a bad thing to happen. And even Starlight had that conversation inside the car where she was like, why'd you pull the gum, you dumbass? Like, yeah. now you're just in my way. Now I have to do whatever it takes to take you out. And she's not that type of person, but she had to become that person. And then they look over at the car seat and, and you're, you're, you're sitting there and you're like, she had to do what she had to do, you know? Like, yeah. he was in the way. Like, as a viewer, you're watching this. She's the good guy. You have to agree with her. But then, like, she's sitting in the car and she looks at the car seat and she was like, ah. And then you just yeah. reminded again that this is like, is this a good person? Yeah. Or do the ends justify the means? Like I'm, I'm finding, and maybe I'm just like hypersensitive now too, because of like watching the Ozarks as, as much as I did, but it's just, is there no longer a truly good person in the world <laughs> of uh, media? Like I just, it's so frustrating. Like, ah, like you, you always get brought back down. Like, what they just did was bad. That that dude was was the father. He had a kid, and it's just like, God damn it, man! This is exhausting mentally. <laughs> yeah, um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, it's it's gross, and it's like uh, the memes on Reddit. Oh, the me- talk about the memes. Like Stormfront is this alt right, you know, Nazi. Uh, not she's a Nazi. Like I said, it's Nazi that coming. Um, <laughs> she's she's been a, she's like a, she is an OG Nazi. Like she literally was created in the nineteen nineteen, or she was born in nineteen nineteen. She was made immortal, like she somehow. Was the first I, one. She was the first one. So she, she hasn't aged since then. Um, yep. she was in the room with Joseph Goebbels and and what was the guy that they did on um last podcast on the left, the uh, Heimer Kimmerler or the what was the? Oh the yeah, did, yeah. Did all experiments. Himmerlich. Something, yeah, but Something but they were just each. she she goes full Nazi like she's like the the other races are weaker we have to purge the races and blah 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 and it's like damn I think it would have I think it would have benefited from like putting down some some breadcrumbs leading us to that fact not just be like not just you know come out with it in this one episode out of nowhere yeah you know well I mean? actually I I think I read something where they were talking about her earrings were the uh, oh. the lightning bolts uh, oh okay. That that resembled uh, that that uh, that said that she was a Nazi basically from the Nazi party. Uh, gotcha. Also, that dagger they should. Well, I mean that was the same episode. Well, that was the episode 
where the, the reveal happened when she showed the but that dagger she had in there that was a thing for like um nazi generals or uh, or whatnot so interesting but her earrings i guess were a clue and even her name stormfront well you think like uh blitzkrieg and and, and everything like that like yeah it, there was there was more to it like but you are right where they just kind of all came out at once, but there yeah. were clues if you if your mind was really open for it. I mean, they were they were very tiny clues. They were Stormfront uh, could have been just a cool name, anyways. But yeah, Stormfront they said was a name of an alt right uh, website a few years ago, I guess. Too. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. So are we ready to get into what I've been watching this week? <laughs> For those that don't know, I just got a TLC 55-inch 4K, all the bells and whistles, TV. Well, I talked about, I talked about this on the last podcast that we did. Yeah, it's big. It's big. Shiny. It's his love sausage. <laughs> yeah. I might have humped it a few times. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. So, first movie I saw this week was... You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. I saw... Uh, a few good men, starring Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson, bunch of other people, fucking Kevin Pollack, fantastic movie. Have you seen yeah. this movie? Yeah. Yep. That chorus scene's dope. Yeah. It's incredible. When he finally breaks him. You watch yep. a few good men? Nope. No? Good movie. Very good. Fantastic movie. Yep. Uh, moving right along, uh, this movie, new movie on Netflix called I'm Thinking of Ending Things from director Charlie Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman uh, wrote um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. He wrote a bunch of other things. Now, Melissa, he wrote uh, Adaptation. He writes very, very weird movies. And this is uh, another weird movie from him. Uh, synopsis is full of misgivings. A young woman travels with her new, new boyfriend to his parents' secluded farm. Upon arriving, she comes to question everything she thought she knew about him and herself. It's a very weird fucking movie. Um, yes, Jesse Plemons is in this. He's a great actor. I love everything he's been in. I love Tony Collette. She's in this. Uh, very good movie. Check that out on the old Netflix. And then, because we're getting into the spooky Yuki season, like, like uh, what's his name? Henry says on last podcast, getting close. But I thought it'd be, I thought I'd start early with some horror movies I've never seen before. One of them being uh, the Autopsy of Jane Doe. This stars Brian Cox, and Emil Hirsch, and Olwen Kelly. It is about a father and son, both coroners, are pulled into a complex mystery while attempting to identify the body of a young woman who is apparently harboring dark secrets. Uh, can you play the drop real quick? The old uh, spoiler drop for this one. Attention. Right there. Spoilers yeah. incoming. Yeah, I can, spoilers incoming. We got it. <laughs> so have you seen this movie? <laughs> are, are you have any... Uh, any desire to see this movie? I don't even know what this movie is. Never even seen a preview for it. Um, it's a movie, a horror movie from 2016. Uh, basically, a woman, a dead woman, <clears throat> is found in the in not even the basement, like the the ground, the ground in the basement, uh, underneath somebody's basement. <clears throat> she was bar- buried there. Has no discernible uh, injuries to her. She looks perfectly. Uh, fine, except for the fact, except for the fact that she's dead. So she's brought in to do had to have an autopsy done on her. They start finding all this weird shit about her, like her her hands and legs are are broken, like they've been bound, like they've been bind binded, bound, whatever. Bound, uh, bound. Uh, she has um, her internal organs 
have been stabbed multiple times, but have scar tissue like they've been that they were stabbed decades ago. But her body is not decomposed like it was dead, like it was uh, murdered, killed decades ago. Um, <clears throat> and then they find things in her skin, like the underside of her skin has been. They put all this like ritualistic markings on it. Uh, long story short, she is a witch. I saw yeah. that coming. You saw that coming, yes. <laughs> she is, uh, well, they, they sort of explain it where, um, she has dirt found, they find dirt underneath her nails that was from up north. And they keep, they keep mentioning like up north, the northeast. And they keep mentioning all these things about like, all oh, these markings are from like the late 1600s. And they're like, what the fuck is this? Where are these markings from? Why is this? And then they find, uh, her tooth was taken out and put into her belly. And the wrapping that was around the tooth had all these markings that were from like livid, live, Leviticus, like 16, whatever. And they look up Leviticus and it's like, if this person like does this, this and this, if she's, if she talks in tongues, if she, if she says these things and she is a witch and that's the, that's the big twist. And, and then her, her witch spirit or whatever that's still inside her body or, or whatever, uh, uh, murders everyone in the building. So that's how that ends. So I just saved you an hour and a half, I guess. Cool. Yeah, dude. Uh, next up is The Girl with All the Gifts. This is also on Netflix. This stars uh, Cole McCarthy, Sienna Nanu, and Patty Considine and Glenn Close. It's about a scientist and a teacher living in a dystopian future embark on a journey of survival with a special girl named Melanie. Uh, did I tell you about this? Did I text you about this? Um, no. Uh, it's a very good movie. Very good um, twist on the zombie apocalypse uh, yes. genre. Yeah. Yeah, very, very good. That's all I'll say. It's a very good one of those. You might have uh, said too much. I might have said, well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yes, but no. It's fine. Yes, but no. <laughs> I, I watched uh, Dog Day Afternoon from 1975, starring Al Pacino, John Cazale, and Chris Sarandon. Uh, three, the synopsis is three amateur bank robbers plan to hold up a bank, a nice simple robbery, walk in, take the money and run. Unfortunately, the supposedly uncomplicated heist suddenly becomes a bizarre nightmare as everything that could go wrong does. This is a very interesting movie just in the fact that it takes place or it came out in 1975. Um, I guess it was based on a true, true story, but, um, the, so, so the basic story is that El Pacino's character goes in to rob the bank to get money. For his boyfriend's sex change operation. So, hmm. yeah. Chris Randon plays a transsexual man, or a transsexual woman, I don't know, what do you call him before pre-surgery. Um, so, yeah, it's a very, very progressive movie for that time. Uh, I don't know. I've heard this movie referenced all the time as, like, one of the best, you know, movies of all time. And uh, it's just interesting that, that that was the synopsis that's never really brought up anywhere. But, yeah, cool movie. Uh, I watched Seven Samurai, because I have a week off, like I said. So I was like, all right. I literally have no excuse. I have days and days that I have to watch movies. And I, this is one of those that everyone's like, you have to see. It's a fucking classic. And it is very, very good. Um, it's three and a half hours, but it goes by very quickly. Uh, did you know that this movie was remade as A Bug's Life? So if you no. think about the, the synopsis of this, which is a poor village under attack by bandits recruits seven unemployed samurai to help them defend, defend themselves. And that's basically the, the synopsis of A Bug's Life, right? It's, you know, this guy, this giant, uh, what was it, a grasshopper, right? Comes into... Hopper. Grasshopper. Uh, comes in nope, nope. His to... His name's Hopper. Huh? 
his name is Hopper. Okay, fine. <laughs> Comes into demand, you know, a third or whatever, half of all of these ants' food for the winter. Half, yep. And they have to defend themselves. That they're they decided to fight back. So right, right. So if you've seen Bugs Life and you've seen, then you have seen Seven Samurai. So and they recruit the the warriors from the circus troop. Yeah, that turn out not to be warriors, but together, through sheer force of will and heart they are able to overcome the evil grasshoppers. Yeah, exactly. It's a fantastic movie. Uh, let me see. Continuing on, I'll get a couple more here. Uh, Stalker is a movie directed by Andrei Tarkovsky in 1979. Let me read you, uh, not the synopsis, but a summary of this movie. Andrei Tarkovsky's final Soviet feature is a metaphysical journey through an enigmatic post-apocalyptic landscape, a rarefied cinematic experience like no other. A hired guide, the stalker, leads a writer and a professor into the heart of the zone, the restricted site of a long-ago disaster where three men eventually zero in on the room, a place rumored to, to fulfill one's most deeply held desires. Adapting a scientific, a scientific, science fiction, sorry, science fiction novel, by Arkady and Boris Strudikovsky, Tarkovsky creates an immersive world with a wealth of material detail and a sense of organic atmosphere, a religious allegory, a reflection of con- con- contemporaneous political anxieties, a meditation on the film itself. Stalker envelops the viewer by opening up a mul- multitude of possible meanings. This is a fucking weird, yeah, this is a fucking weird ass movie, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> if you want to check this out, you can. Huh? Very wordy description. That is a wordy yeah. description. That's a yeah. mouthful. Literally, I, I, my my tongue is falling out of my face right as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> so after all of those, after the three and a half hours uh, Seven Samurai and the two and a half hour Stalker, I was like, I need something quick, fun, and dumb action movie. So I watched Guns Akimbo. Have you heard of Guns Akimbo? You didn't think to take a nap or something. <laughs> <laughs> there is no time to take naps. I ain't got time to bleed. I ain't got time to sleep. <laughs> uh, guns Akimbo. No, I haven't. Uh, starring uh, Samira Weaving, Daniel Radcliffe, and Ned Dennehy. This is about a, a man relies on his newly acquired gladiator skills to save his ex-girlfriend from kidnappers. So this is like a near future of a uh, um, war movie-ish. Like, so... I'll give you a synopsis. So, Dinner at Radcliffe is on the internet, and there, we're in a world where it is basically Mad Max meets like Death Death Race 2000. You can actually watch people kill each other for like money. You can bet on who actually you know is going to win. Um, it's like it's it's ex-cons. It's it's crazy people. So they're fine. It's, it's not real human life. You're worried about. It's like the condemned. It's like what? Condemned. They were like betting on people like to kill oh. each other on an island. Stone Cold was in it. Oh, interesting. So it's basically that. Um, so Dana Radcliffe starts talking shit to somebody, and this person finds his IP address, finds his address, kidnaps him, bolts uh, two semi- semi-automatic uh, handguns to his hands so he can't do anything with his hands the entire movie, and he can't even get dressed. So that's where – I don't know if you've seen the picture of, of Dana Radcliffe in, in a robe in slippers with two handguns pointed at the sky. Yes. Yeah, that's what the, this is where that movie comes. Disheveled. Yeah, that's where this uh, looking a little Steve Buscemi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so this is a weird fucking movie. Pretty good. Um, it's got Samara Weaving in her in this. I love her a lot. She was in uh, Ready Ready or Not. Uh, Here she was I a, come. 
Yes, she was in a couple of things. Uh, very good movie. Uh, very good palate cleanser. Um, then just before this podcast, I watched the brand new Enola Holmes, the number one on, on Netflix in the world right yeah, now. Yeah, I was going to suggest that to Carrie and watch it. Yeah. It's, it's got Henry Cavill in it, right? Right, that was going to be my main argument. <laughs> yeah, not enough Henry Cavill for my, for my liking, but still oh. very good. Yeah. I mean, it does focus on uh, Millie Bobby Brown's character, Enola Holmes. Uh, very good. Give it that an 8 out of 10. So, we did it, guys. We got through most of them. I left some out, but uh, you, you got the highlights there. So, woo! Yeah, we did it. Okay, what have you been watching? I finished um, Cobra Kai. Nice. Um, How was that? Two seasons. Two seasons of two Cobra Kai. Two whole seasons. Felt yep. like more. <laughs> you didn't even watch it all. I watched some. He watched some. How much did you love it? I did enjoy it. I mean, you have to go in, like, understanding that it's going to be corny and it's going to be mm. bad, mm. but good. Mm. Good for for nostalgia. Good for continuing the story back from the 80s. But bad. Bad, bad dialogue. Stress. Bad. Um, <laughs> bad? Not you good. know, corny. Really corny. <laughs> uh, I got really good reviews, though. So It's I, got, like, I, perfect reviews everywhere. I'm confused by that. I am super confused by that. I feel like... Um, the season two finale, Damien would have loved because it's like a one shot, an all-out high school karate brawl. What <laughs> cut? And it's one cut. Yeah, it's Ooh. like they follow the fight. Like you, you don't follow one person. You follow the fighting, and there's like you know, fifty people are fighting. So it's like all of a sudden you're on these two fighting, and then over. Follow. You move to the left, and there's these two fighting. And you follow those two up the stairs, and there's another room where people are fighting, and it's like uh, uh, yeah, uh, uncut all the way I through. It. It's so like hard. a twenty minute fight scene. <laughs> nice. It's a lot of violence for 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 high school. Yeah. I, I feel I feel it was sending the wrong message a lot of the times. A lot of the times, and especially in season one. Um, what what was the Cobra Kai name guy guy's name? Blonde guy. Yeah. Uh, Johnny. Johnny. Sweep the leg, Johnny. Sweep the leg, Johnny. That's right. Uh, he was giving terrible advice to his students. Yeah, well, he's a terrible guy. Super so. terrible. Like, some of the stuff was, like, borderline rapey, and then he, like, thought about what he said. He was like, I, I, I mean, don't do that. What did he say? What was the thing he said? He was like, uh, oh, you're Cobra Kai. You don't take no for an answer. And she's, and the guy was like, and the kid was like, what if she says, no, what if she says no? Because he said, you're a badass. And they said badass so many times that badass lost the meaning. <laughs> but he's like, what if she says no? He's like, you don't take no for an answer. You're Cobra Kai. And he's like, well, I don't mean it like that. But like, you're, she, why would she say no? And it's just like, it's just weird dialogue when well, you have to you go back. Well, if you keep watching, you see the redemption of I his character. Redemption. He's a dude <laughs> in the beginning, and then he becomes less douchey yeah i know as the series goes on the dialogue was just so much doo-doo so much doo-doo <laughs> it was like a, a cw show that <clears throat> said badass a lot it really was it's like a yeah it's like a teen drama they tried to like, force it in there 
Like all these these naughty words, like "oh, you edge lord." I don't know what that yeah. means, but um, <laughs> just yeah. edgy dialogue that yeah. it, it, they think it's edgy, but like really, the only people that are like "woo," like are like twelve, thirteen year olds watching it. Yeah, like, oh my god, he's he said he said asshole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm That's glad cool. you enjoyed yourself. I'm yeah, I, it doesn't seem my cup season of tea. three is coming. Ooh. Ooh. Not soon enough. <laughs> In case you're wor- wondering about what happened to Daniel's son and sweep the leg Johnny. I am wondering. When well, does Daniel's son give him a, a job at his car dealership? That's what I want to know. <laughs> if you're wondering about Mr. Miyagi, I have bad news. Aw. Yes. Mr. Miyagi. Yep. What else <clears throat> what else have you been watching? That's it, pretty much. What do we watch tonight? Uh, we watched a concert tonight. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, what kind, what kind of concert? Uh, our uh, newfound glory ah. streamed a concert further to celebrate their twentieth um, anniversary of their self-titled album. So they played all the songs from that album, which was one of my favorite albums of all time. I agree. It's in my top fives. And um introduced it to our children and uh one was much more excited about it than the other but it was very cute to watch yeah our youngest went hard our three-year-old was like (laughs) headbanging dancing mosh pitting like everything it was awesome one man circle pit made me very happy yeah nice good stuff yeah Yeah, they uh they streamed a, a show uh it it really just looked like them in like a, a garage it was like a garage band kind of thing but like all these lights, they had everything set up. It, it, it looked pretty sharp, but it was just like the five of them just playing instruments, uh, treating it like a, they're they're on stage to a crowd. Uh, we were the crowd, but we're all sitting in our living rooms, and it was interesting. It, I was skeptical at first, um, how how I would react to it, and with the more beers that I drank, the uh, the more open to it I became. <laughs> I found myself uh, singing along, bopping along. I got up and. Rocked out with 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 with, a, with my youngest for a while, so it, it was a nice, it was it was nice, and it's weird to watch. Uh, your, I don't know, like something that you listened to twenty years ago, uh, and you see these guys, even older than you, you know, singing the same songs. I was thinking that it's like I I look back and it's like I can remember where I was when I heard a certain song, uh. And there, there's so much nostalgia that goes into it, and even even with me and Carrie and our our history, like you know this this uh, this was the first album she she gave me to listen to. So I mean, it, it has meaning to me. But like before we were even dating, before we even we were even dating, but, I gave uh, it to him. I let him borrow it because I said I think you might like this. Yeah, and I did. Sure enough, but they're like you, you're looking at it too. Like, well, actually, maybe not. But this was the first time I looked at it, and I was like, this dude's been doing this for 20 years and and when he made this album i wonder if he looks back and just like you know i'm sure he's happy he's still doing this kind of stuff he's still got people that want to listen to it but like 20 years ago it's like like damn like uh, like gods i was big uh, like young <laughs> yeah you know like like angsty all the all the words that he's singing now where it has like the like teen relationship feels to him it had uh 
I don't know, just just being a younger person in a world, and now he's he's a grown person, grown like grown adult. 40, yeah, 40-ish. well well grown adult, and he's put out m- more music since. Uh, but it's just it's like wow, like listening to that song that I wrote twenty years ago, it's just kind of like like yeah, all right, I get it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's, it's kind of like a weird. It's got to be a weird dynamic for him trying to balance who he was, who he is now, and you know everything in between. I don't know. It was fun to watch. I'm, I was probably looking at it way too like, like whoa, what's going on, man, and just not really completely enjoying the show. But it was it was good. It was an interesting touch. They streamed it for like ten bucks. Very nice. So very very yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, what else you been watching? Me, I've been watching stuff like. Uh, I checked out Shit's Creek because I had that whole Emmy thing, and uh, then I saw them sweep everything. So I was like, "All right, let's let's check this out. Let's see what all the hubbub's about." Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if I could watch five seasons of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know, rich family loses their money. Uh, they they start living in a town that they bought as a joke, and basically kind of just treating people like shit at first. And you obviously see where it's going. They got a you know, pull together as a family. They need to, you know, understand that money's not everything, uh, that people without money aren't, you know, worthless and need to be treated with respect. You know, it's just, yeah, I can already see where it's going. And I'm sure there's a lot that goes in it with the, the ride, the destination, you know, it's the journey they take, but, uh, the characters are obviously your rich snooty and, well, I can see it being funny at times. I just, it's just kind of right now it's like turned up to 11 and I feel like I'd be better if I just skipped this whole first season and start into the second season and see if they toned it down to at least a, at least an eight, you know, mm-hmm. uh, might make it a little bit more tolerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but check it out. Dead to me. That was also on Emmy's list. Christina Applegate's in that. Yep. Uh, it's a series about a, a widow and this, uh, this other woman with some secret and uh they form a friendship i i like this one a little bit better it's got like the uh, a little wittier dialogue uh i keep falling asleep while i'm trying to watch it so i don't have too much to say about it right. but it's not that it's a bad show it's just that i'm watching it in bed and i don't want to watch friends anymore for god's sakes carrie don't let me don't make me watch friends anymore uh and then i've been watching the uh the nba playoffs watching my miami heat almost get to the 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 finals almost but not yet right not yet yeah it's three two they they blew one last night but they just need one more and they're in so let's go heat check then we play the the lakers and the nuggets i was always saying that this uh this playoff system was catered to them right now because they're in the bubble damien you know what the bubble is Yes, the uh, coronavirus, yeah. coronavirus uh, bubble Virus. sanctuaries. Sanctuary. Yep, they're down, yep. the, down in Disneyland, Disney World, and uh, uh, they got the bubbles going on. And, and they're a very cultured team. They're they're very, uh, uh, while everybody else was, when, when they called the NBA season off, everybody started getting fat and lazy. Mm. That's not the heat way. You know, they stay in shape, and <laughs> they got a lot of young guys, hungry guys. So I was like, hey, you know what? This, this playoff model... I think it, it fits them perfectly, and sure enough, I, I, I think I've been pretty correct, judging by the way they play, and I'm really excited for this team. Really excited for this team. Nice. I hope, hope they beat the Lakers in the, the championship. Carrie does, too. She does. 
I would root for the Heat over the Lakers, yes, because the Lakers are only one championship away from tying the Celtics for all-time championships, so I don't ever want the Lakers to win another championship ever Mm. again. You want to know a fun fact? Sure. If the Lakers win championship, Rajon Rondo will be the only person who's ever won a title as a Laker, Los Angeles Laker, not mm-hmm. the Minnesota Lakers or whatever they were before yeah, that. Yeah. Los Angeles Lakers and a Boston Celtic. Interesting. That is interesting. Yep. I hope it never happens. <laughs> Good so that's ge- what I've been watching. Good game to all. Go my favorite sports team, go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're a Heat fan now, so yes, go Heat. No, no, I didn't say that. No, you said it. Your favorite. <laughs> Your favorite is my favorite. Uh, let's see. So podcast, not much, not much this week. Like I said, I had the week off, been, been going hard on the movies. Um, the night driver is an Australian true crime podcast. Pretty good. Rewatchables. They did seven this week, which is very good. Love that. Love that, uh, movie. Love David Fincher. Like I said, uh, so that's about it for me for podcast. Dion, what have you been listening to for podcasts this week? I got some, I mean, uh, I, I kind of went hard with the music because sometimes I feel like we, uh, underrepresent music on, on yes. this thing and, and i like to go back to it sometimes i uh, checked out one it was uh, rivals uh, Mu- music's greatest feuds and they had all different kinds but one that caught my eye and, and they kind of used it as a barometer is this parody or is this legit uh creed versus limp biscuit were you aware of a creed and limp biscuit feud i mean wouldn't there be of course there was <laughs> i'm not surprised i mean, not just on a music level, but oh, on, a, yeah. on a personal level. D- okay, no, I did not explain. Yeah, so uh, they were they were. Uh, Creed was it was a it was one of those festivals where they all get together, and Creed was on above Limp Bizkit, and Fred Durst took offense to the fact that Creed uh, was ahead of them, or. They went on before Creed. They didn't think that's the way they should go down, especially because Limp Bizkit just had uh, a great year. Uh, but Creed was, you know, rocking the charts, you know, with uh, "Can You Take Me Higher," you know that one. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah. So uh, when Limp Bizkit went on stage, he took a shot at Creed and said, "Hey, you know, it's kind of bullshit that we're playing right now." And you know, Creed's. You know, playing later, but hey, I hear they got a, a stand with like pillows and blankets over there if y'all want to take a nap during their when they're on here. And uh, a little paraphrasing, but Creed goes and fires back because you know Creed. Uh, they sent um, their bodyguard had an anger management book, and they sent it to Fred Durst and said, hey, man, you sound like you're going through some shit. <laughs> I hope this book helps you. <laughs> so then Fred's just, you know, then they just, you know, Fred just got Freddy, and uh, they there was a charity boxing match that was suggested. Uh, believe it or not, Fred Durst took the high road there and was like, you know what, nobody's going to win if we do this fight. So, you know, let's just kind of call it off and – it's just it's just this weird thing that I had no idea had even happened. Nothing ever came from it. Uh, some people were saying Creed put some lyrics in about Fred Durst. Like there was a song. It's like at least look me in the eye when you shoot me in the head or something like that because of the the shot that he took on stage at him. And it was just kind of like I don't know, just just kind of a weird feud that I don't think anybody really needed in life ever. Uh, another one I checked out: Ridiculous Rock Record Reviews. 
Um, Rage Against the Machine. Uh, I don't know the ridiculous. I think that when you say ridiculous rock records, I think they just mean like you know this this album's ridiculously good kind of thing because they weren't really saying anything bad about Rage Against the Machine. Um, but it was a good album to review because especially with everything that's going on these days, you know, like uh, they spoke to a lot about anti-establishment, uh, anti-racism. You know, shines a light on the injustice, which is going on everywhere now. <laughs> And this, I remember this album was being used as kind of like a, the, the, the fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Like people didn't realize what that lyric was actually about. And when they found out when like people were using it for protests and stuff like that, and they're like, oh man, oh, oh, that's what that meant. Like a lot of Karens and Kyle's got all up in a twist because they never really listened to the words of the song. And this, this album kind of had a resurgence. And all these people just like 180 on it because of the message that it was really sending that they never realized in the last hour, however many years it's been out, 20, I don't even know, even more than that probably. Uh, good, good, good podcast. And then, uh, let's see. Song Topsy Report is John Cena's rap career. These guys, these guys are crazy. Like they talk super fast. They remind me a little bit of uh, last podcast on the left. They just... Kept going and going and going and going. Uh, but they talk about John Cena's entrance themes. Uh, they shit all over <laughs> his lyrics because he actually wrote them. Like he had, he legitimately had a rap career. He had a, he had a brother or a cousin that um, was kind of like made the music for him. Uh, Vanilla Ice. No. Marky Mark. Close. <laughs> 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 no. But, uh, uh, the cousin had like these hor- like they they took they kind of lifted the horns off of something else. The uh, I don't know if you ever heard John Cena's music. The do 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 do. Yeah, it's John Yeah, they talked about that too. That that old meme. Yeah. But um, so like those those horns were actually meant for Ghostface Killer. Oh, and uh, it, it's hilariously it's like you had a choice to give it to him or or John Cena, and he just he gave it to John Cena, which <laughs> while. Seems ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's pretty iconic music. It is. For, in at least the, the wrestling world. So right. I'm sure, like, he, he, he got something out of that. But, um, yeah, the, they talked about that that whole thing, the the meme where, uh, yeah. I don't know if you ever heard, you, you like, you remember, like, for a while, I'm looking at Carrie when I say this, they were showing videos online. It was just, like, kind of, the, the video wasn't really titled to anything. It's just, like, they get your attention in it. And then it's just like, oh, yeah, that bird. I think its name is John Cena. And then his music starts playing. And they would do it with all different kinds of stuff. Like, they would try to take your attention away from something. And when they dropped the name, it was like, it's John Cena. And then uh, they were calling into a radio station. The the birth of this meme was basically, they uh, they they were talking to this woman. (laughs) <laughs> they just kept peppering her with the John Cena music. They kept trying to give a buildup, <laughs> and then they drop like it's John Cena, and they play the music, and she was getting so pissed off about it. Hilarious! <laughs> I'll have to show you a couple later on. But yeah. if if I was a good podcaster, I'd have one here right for you right, right now. Right. And uh, I got two more. Bear with me. Sure. I'm doing my Damien moment yep. right here, yep. right now. <laughs> I don't get to talk that much on this show, so real quick, <laughs> <laughs> real quick, yeah, real quick. Sports wars. My favorite player, Brett Favre versus Aaron Rodgers. Wait, what's the guy's they, name? Uh, this, Sports this, Wars? Huh? 
Sports wars. Sport, yeah. Uh, sports Wonderly. Wars. They, yeah. they do these things. They break it down into like maybe uh, five or six episodes. Yep. Um, 30 minutes long. Real quick. Um, <laughs> not the podcast or the, yeah, the podcast, not me. I'm not real quick. No. Um, but so they break down like the stages of the re- uh, the relationship they had, and people like to get far of a lot of crap because oh, he wasn't a very good mentor to Aaron Rodgers. Oh. Well, come on, you know, back in the day, you got you. He was the rookie, all right, and you know, hazing is still a thing. But like even before that, like it was it was a bigger deal back back when, um, you know, just we'll say back in the day, I suppose. But do you know what Rodgers said to Brett Favre when he walked in after he was drafted? What's up, Farva? They, <laughs> no, that was actually the dude that drafted Farva. Uh. They said his name wrong. <laughs> uh, they were all eating in a cat cafeteria. Brett's over off at his own table, you know, reading the paper, yeah. doing old guy stuff. Well, yeah. he wasn't really old guy stuff, but you know, he's the leader of the team. He kind of everybody else is doing their thing, but you, I don't know. Imagine smoking a pipe. Yeah, maybe. Um, he was reading the newspapers with tobacco. his bifocals on. Anyways, Aaron Rodgers, Mr. <laughs> young Guy, Mr. New Blood, uh-huh. comes into the cafeteria, walks over to Brett Favre and says, what's up, Grandpa? Oh, no. New guy. <laughs> First things he's ever said to him was, what's up, Grandpa? That's not nice. And Brett's like, the fuck you say to me, you little shit? <laughs> the fuck you say to me, <laughs> you little shit? know whether to slap him right there or laugh or whatever. But from that point on, Brett was just kind of like, all right. You think I'm a grandpa? Well, you're gonna be riding that bench, and I ain't gonna teach you shit. And that's yep. what he's saying. Like people were interviewing him, it's like, "Hey, uh, what about Rogers? Like, uh, how's he coming along?" He's like, "It's not my job to teach him." <laughs> like, you came in and you shot your shot at the king, and you didn't kill him. So mm. what you expect was gonna happen? Mm. So, you know, Brett stuck around. Smacked with his cane. That's what. <laughs> he gets smacked with his big old love sausage. Big old wiener they yeah love sausage that he's taking pictures of later on that's not funny we shouldn't joke about that but um <laughs> anyways it just goes on and on um it talks about the career of brett Favre and and the, just being the general gunslinger that he is and how he became my favorite player just not giving a fuck he has a construct consecutive streaks record uh most starts rootness tootness cowboy yeah. in the wild wild west pew pew and then he ends up uh, leaving the team after multiple dabbles with retirement. Uh, not so great of a way. And Aaron Rodgers, you know, he he takes over the team. And eventually, you know, both of them win one Super Bowl. And oh, who's the better quarterback? Oh, only time will tell. But, you know, it, it's fun. And uh, I enjoy a good Brett Favre story. And there were plenty of them there. Uh, Aaron Rodgers kind of seemed like a, a little entitled Brett, to be honest with you. Mm. Uh and and if you listen to like a lot of people talking about him, a lot of people don't like to like he, I don't know he had a terrible relationship with his family and he can be a funny guy but he can be a super sensitive guy so I don't know. All right, and my last one, Bill Simmons. He had uh, Jeff Daniels on. Ah. And uh, anyone familiar with the uh, the movie with him and uh, Anna Paquin, uh, Fly Away Home? Love that movie. With the geese. Yeah, the geese. She fly a plane. Yes, the they, they make something home. together and lead the lead the geese right, south or something bit, like that from yep. our childhood. Right. Yep. Yeah. Damien, are you familiar with it? Yeah, I, I had a huge crush on uh, Miss Paquin, and I was uh, yeah, yeah, very glad to see her her role in uh, True Blood. Yeah, very glad. True Anyways, blood. yes. 
Okay. Well, anyways, they had this, uh, the, they, they had that movie together. <laughs> and um, what's that? I said, boobies is what I'm talking about. Boobies. Boobies. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to boobies in a Hooray second. Hooray for but. boobies. <laughs> so they had that movie, uh, Fly Away Home. And then uh, I think Jeff Daniels can can explain it to, to you guys better than I time. can. Oh, now wow. She was, now she was early 20s. <laughs> I said, Noah, he goes, yes, I just cast her, you know, for those playing along at home. I go, oh, nice, nice. I remember we were shooting a scene where Jesse Eisenberg opens the door and I'm in a bedroom and, and I'm standing there and I got my hands up Anna's shirt and my hands yeah. on her breasts. And, and we're getting ready to shoot and Anna's standing there and I'm standing there. And, the, you know, the cinematographer says, one second, I got to change a mag something and i'm going and i look out the window oh my god and i said anna she goes what i said look at the geese <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking funny yeah so he's filming another movie and the director ended up casting anna paquin as his love interest yeah so i so you have this movie where you are her father in this flyaway home this borderline disney movie yeah and then you're later on in like this adult film not adult film but you know like yes. a more adult themed movie yes. and Anna Paquin is now his love interest and is doing that scene and just just the balls on him to be like hey Anna look at the geese and I understand <laughs> <laughs> that they're adults and actors and, and whatever but it still had to be a little weird for him yeah because I feel like both when, of them yeah both of them yeah sure like when when you're dealing with like in a situation like that like it's just I, it, it's kind of I can see it just being a, a, a sketchy situation, and, and I, I'm glad they can make a joke about it and everything. But yeah, I, it cracked me up. But it's just, I can't un, I can't imagine like it's good they can compartmentalize that kind of the thing because it's just like oh man I remember you were my daughter in this movie and it's yep. like oh now now I got to feel you up that's <laughs> just kind of that's something <laughs> so yeah the movie the geese I saw the movie he's talking about this this just this year it's called the squid and the whale he plays her teacher she's his student teacher. yeah she's his student oh, okay. and he has an affair that's with her that's a whole other level there yeah all right so yeah there you go um <laughs> real quick going back to what you were talking about raging Rage Against the Machine having uh, songs about pr- police police brutality in the early 90s. November 92 is when the song came out. <clears throat> Some of the lyrics you read, you know, uh, they don't they won't do what they tell us. Uh, what was that? Now? Yep. What, what was, how's the end? The uh, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me, the lyric you brought up. Uh, Some of the lyrics that it begins with are, uh, Some of those that work forces are the same that burn mm-hmm. crosses. Right. Uh, right. Um, and, and the chorus goes, those who died are justified for wearing the badge. They're they're the chosen whites. I had no I had no idea those were the lyrics. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That whole that whole song is just like sent uh, people that never heard any of the actual lyrics of this song. All they they were like, "Oh fuck you! I won't do what you tell me." And you yeah. know you get you got your Kyle's punching through your sheetrock, and you're like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." But yeah, there, there's so much more to that song, and once people found out, they did a full ass 180 on it, and uh, yeah. it, it's almost comical, yeah. honestly. That it's just like you, you assholes weren't paying attention. Yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of songs like that. It, I, huh? Uh, 
No, no, go ahead, finish your thought. There's a lot of songs like that where, where it's like the, the one lyric you remember, you just remember that song for that one lyric, like Born in the USA um, has lyrics that are not, it's not very, it's not a very pro USA song. Uh, if you read the lyrics, uh, begins with born down in a dead man town. The first kick I took was when I was hit the ground. You end up like a dog that's been beat too much till you spend half your life just covering up. Uh, got in a little hometown jam, so they put a rifle in my hand, sent me off to a foreign land to go and kill the yellow man. Come back to come yeah. back home to the refinery. Hiry man said, "Son, if it was up to me, went down to see my VA man." He said, "Son, you don't understand. I had a brother at the at K San." Fighting off the Viet Cong, they're still there. He's all gone. He had a woman he loved in Saigon. I got a picture of him in her arms now, down in the shadow of the penitentiary, out by the gas fires at the refinery. I'm ten years burning down the road, nowhere to run, ain't got nowhere to go. So, not a very pro USA song. If you listen to that lyric, nope. yeah. Nope. yeah. I will say one more thing about yeah. that ridiculous rock record review uh podcast yes uh it, i i actually really enjoyed it it broke down you know the lyrics it breaks down like the way the song comes out yep. like the guitar like how he goes heavy into it the guy talks about like almost as if it's like uh describing the emotions and stuff like that uh, through the actions of uh um the musician playing the instrument and and it's it, it was an interesting um listen I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it, 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 more like a more systematic breakdown of the song as opposed to just saying, just talking about um, the album and just be like, "Oh yeah, wow, I really liked it." You know. So let's finish up the podcast. You got to hear a uh, movie detail game here for me. Yeah, I got a movie detail game, and Carrie, you can play along too. I'm gonna give you five details from movies. Okay. Okay. And you're going to say true or false. Ah, okay. gotcha. Okay, go ahead. Okay, you ready? Yeah. I'm going to keep score. <laughs> see. All right. So, Matrix 1999. Neo gives Agent Smith the middle finger. This scene was shot using CGI as Keanu Reeves couldn't be convinced to make such a rude gesture. Uh, false. False. Correct. The answer is false. Yes. <laughs> All right. The terrifying noises made by the raptors in Jurassic Park were sourced from recordings of tortoises mating. The sound designer also experimented with horses breathing, geese hissing, but the tortoises proved the most evocative. <laughs> true. I'll say true. You tell us if we're right. Huh? Are you telling us if we're right each time? Oh, yeah, yeah. Did I say that last time? No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You told us that we were right on number one. Oh, right. Okay. You guys are right. You're right. Uh, specifically, the uh, when the raptors are barking at each other yeah. in the kitchen, Yeah. that is uh, actually tortoises having sex. Interesting. Yep. Uh, Titanic. Titanic? Titanic. 1997. Couple shown in bed together having accepted their fate. Is Isidore and Ida Strauss. They were the co owners of Macy's. True or false? True. False. Carrie's correct. It is true. Oh. Yep. And she uh she was actually offered to leave the boat, but her husband was not, obviously, because he was the uh 
the man. They got to stay behind. And she's like, I ain't going without him. Uh, if you actually go to the Macy's stores in New York, they have like an entire like uh, memorial memorial on their walls. It's crazy. In Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the actor who plays Grandpa Joe has a so-called Coke nail on both of his pinky fingers. <laughs> uh, true. True. That is correct. You want to see the picture? <laughs> that's ugh. long nails on men gross me out super much all right and the last one the end of the wizard of oz 1939 dorothy is saying goodbye to the denzian of oz and ends with saying i think i'll miss you most of all to scarecrow in front of all her friends this is because dorothy is an ice cold bitch true or false <laughs> true false <laughs> <laughs> it's false but she is a nice cold bitch <laughs> <laughs> so yeah Carrie got all five good job Carrie Woo! with the three. Oh, I thought I was going to get you with the tortoise one and I was going to really laugh if, if maybe the, the Keanu Reeves one were to get you but good job Carrie you won something today yeah <laughs> <laughs> originally Damien I was going to give you uh, uh, three movie details and they were all going to be true mm. but I was going to tell you t- tell me which one yeah is it uh, uh wasn't and when i told when you guessed it and then i ended up telling you they were all true you were gonna like throw a shit fit and then i was gonna be like well damien you know you fuck with me all the time when we're playing games i was gonna get you back finally but i decided uh, you you're know, such be a fair. shit <laughs> <laughs> oh good yes. stuff good yeah. stuff we're all having fun here all right so that'll do it for episode 86 of the can i say something podcast Anybody else got anything? Nah, I think we did Okay, it. so we for did. Can I Say Something, I've been Damien. I've been Deej. And Carrie. See you next time. Bye-bye.